0: We Are Venomaniacs is the Venom site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views about Venom-related comics, movies, television, animation, and merchandise. We are available on Podbean,
1: Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. Join us, won't you?
0: Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of El, And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we have hey, a special guest. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> He's slithering in. He's trying to, you know, from the null.
0: <laughs> I probably should have gone over the intro before. But anyway, um, we'll keep this in. It can be part of the gag.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right but but go ahead uh introduce yourself to our listeners yes and i am orion um from the we are Venomaniacs podcast of the venom site yes
2: yes welcome orion welcome
0: thank you and you may be asking is this a superman venom crossover no Ooh. but that does happen um Yes, I know. You heard me correct. It does happen? I'm it pretty does. Sure gets eaten. Yeah, the Superman Spider Man
3: crossover. Oh, okay.
1: Have you read pretty that, sure. Orion, as well? I unfortunately have not read that yet. Um, I don't think it's even available digitally, so that's a little more difficult to get my hands on. Ah. But uh, definitely, it's something I'd like to read someday. Yeah, yeah. it's um,
0: it's interesting. It's okay. It's not bad. But, don't uh, don't talk
2: it up too much, Connor. Jeez.
0: <laughs> well, you know how into company crossovers are. Oh, yeah. We had Superman and Silver Surfer, which was a fluke because I feel like there was no company meddling involved, so Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, it was. Um, but no. Uh, here's uh, Orion is here because he is a Spectre super fan.
1: Yes, I mean besides uh Venom. I have uh, several different characters I am a fan of. And uh, over at DC, I have two main characters I am a big fan of. Uh, first and foremost is Batman Beyond. Then secondly is the Spectre. Ah. I think uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today was my introduction to the Spectre. Yes.
2: Interesting interesting um, pair there, Orion. Batman Beyond, so not, not Batman, you know. The OG Batman. Um, yeah. How did that come about?
1: Well, um, when I was growing up, uh, it was during the 90s, and I know that I watched maybe a couple episodes of the original Batman animated series, but I was never really a huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I watched the, uh, the old movies as well with, um, the A9 the, and everything after that, but, um, when Batman Beyond came on, I watched that thing almost all the way through, I think. Um, we, uh, My dad had recorded it on videotape every time it aired, and we'd watch it, and it was fun. And we even saw the um, Return of the Joker movie uh, when it aired on WB Kids. Okay. So uh, I've always been a Batman Beyond fan, uh, and... I re- I've read I think almost all the comics, um, and as I mentioned on the Into the Night podcast when I guest hosted, mm-hmm. uh, I created a um, a chronology project for all of the Batman uh, for all of um, Moon Knight's comics in the uh, yeah, that's... main universe. Yeah, that's right. I do. I did the same for Batman Beyond, um, oh. and there is a clear distinction. When it comes to the comics, between things that came before um, *Futures End*, which is where Batman Beyond was introduced into the mainstream DC universe, and then after that, mm. uh, currently we're still in the after. But um, my favorite Batman Beyond comics would be the stuff before *Futures End* because it felt like an extension of the TV show. Right? Yeah. I mean,
0: Terry is better than Bruce. Just gonna. Say. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. I, it's, I'm sorry. I love Terry. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen the whole show as well. I, I tried to get into the comics. Actually, your list might be handy because I was a bit lost because there were so yeah. many different series there and I didn't know where to start. So yeah, definitely. I'll share it with you. It's it's really fun. Yeah, no, it'd be oh. good. Um,
2: and uh, and the Spectre as well. So uh, another one of your your big DC. Well,
1: oh yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I would say, like, I, I also did the same thing for the Spectre, yeah. where I made a chronology list of things that came before the New 52 and things that came after. Yeah. Does and, he have, uh, sorry, does he have many, like, series and volumes? Uh, it just seems that like he doesn't seem to be that popular. He possible. doesn't, yeah, he, uh, unfortunately, he's not an A-list kind of character, mm even though he's one of DC's oldest characters and he was, um, co-created by one of the, uh, one of Superman's creators. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's really not as well known. He doesn't have that many series. Um, his, his most popular series and rightly so is the Ostrander series from the nineties. Oh. Uh, Ostrander, the guy who, um, is well-known for creating the Suicide Squad.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that series, I do admit, is really good. If you okay. ever get a chance to get your hands on it, I know. Um, I think it's available digitally. Uh-huh. Uh, you can get... Uh, yeah, it is available digitally, um, all except for the annual, which is... I don't know why it's not available, because available, it's a pretty good story between the Spectre and... Um, and... Uh, who is it? dr fate oh cool oh yeah because the two the two of them are pretty much paired in their history because they were created around the same time and they started each other's comic uh more fun comics okay. so they kind of have an intertwined history with each other right all right yeah that sounds um sounds
2: quite interesting is that um would that be still readily available in like trade paperback format or probably wrong... yes
1: um, when it comes to the Ostrander run, I believe there's a trade paperback collecting maybe the first 30 issues. Okay. Um, but I don't think there was ever a volume two published. No. So, uh, you, you would, that's all available on Comicsology, and I, I believe it's on, uh, the DC Universe app. I don't have my, my spreadsheet open to tell you, but, yeah, uh, there's, you can definitely read it all online if you wanted to, or you okay. can get the first trade and then read the the second half online. Online, yeah,
2: okay, cool. Now, I mean, he certainly has intrigued me, the Spectre, after having mm. read the book, and, you know, we'll go through the short film, or the short, what
1: is it, the short? It's not even a it's film. It's an animated, yeah, it's an animated short. Animated short, yeah. Animated, yeah. Short. Yeah. animated
2: yeah. short, yeah. I felt weird saying film because it just... It was like 10 yeah, minutes. it was
1: it was featured on the Justice League: Crisis on Two Earths DVD. Mm.
3: Yeah,
0: and I put that DVD in today, and I wasn't there. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I get for being Australian. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, as I had mentioned on Twitter when you had released your episode notes for this episode, you can actually watch the Spectre short. Uh, for free and legally on Daily Motion. Mm. Yeah, yes. I watch
0: it. It's only 10 minutes.
1: That's how I watch it. Very good quality. And it's,
2: uh, mm. it was, yeah, it was very, very good.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was part of the same series as that, uh, uh, you know, that Superman, Shazam, Black Adam. Yeah, that was good as well. As There's was well, also yeah. a Jonah Hex um, one as well. Oh, and oh, Jonah Hex, yeah. Is like, it like
2: Catwoman as well? And, yeah, Catwoman. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the, these ones make me want to see the others now. I mean, if they're all... Have it, has anyone seen all... I mean, Connor, you've seen
0: I don't want to see Catwoman. I've
1: know. seen them all, <laughs> but I don't remember... I I mean, the Spectre stood out because he's my favourite character, so I don't really yeah. remember the quality of the others, but I think they're pretty good. Okay. Okay, cool. I mean, the two
0: we've seen so far are good logic dictate, except the rest are probably good. Yeah. I can't sure. imagine Jonah Hex being bad. So.
2: Yeah, that'll be quite interesting as well. I'd imagine. Yeah. All these kind of like um, fringe characters. Oh, I don't know. Oh, to me, they're they're fringe, right? Because they're not. If you're not Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman, you you're like a fringe character. Well, one of them <laughs>
0: Superman. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry, what was that, Connor? One of them Superman. One one of, of them Superman. Oh yeah. I mean, it's Superman and Shazam, I guess.
2: But you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah yeah. Um yeah. Apart from from those, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. 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 Sorry, guys, it's late here.
1: <laughs> no problem.
0: <laughs> um, So, yeah, actually, I did a fair bit of um Spectre prep for this, because he's always a character I've been interested in reading. He's popped up in... Uh, since I read a lot of Superman, obviously, he's popped up now, and then he popped up in John Burns' Superman run, which was pretty good. He popped up in Christ on Infinite Earths. He popped up in Kingdom Come. So I've always had an interest. So I read, in preparation for this podcast, I read his first three issues and more fun comics.
3: Those
0: mm-hmm. oh, first three segments, they were really, really good. I was a huge fan. Then I read a story, uh, Showcase number 60, which was mm-hmm. crazy, but mm-hmm. good still. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I read that whole controversial run in the 70s, um, which was really good. And I was reading the letters pages... Uh, letter pages as well during that and it was pretty funny to see what some people were writing in is that the one where he's a spirit detective or something uh no it's somewhere he's like melting people oh yes yes that that one is pretty (laughs) uh
1: it's pretty graphic yeah
0: (laughs) but he was the thing that struck me is because i i read that straight after reading pretty much those first three issues in his comics and he was doing pretty much the same thing Back in the 40s it was just more detailed here yeah some people getting really angry about it i mean and, yeah i mean
2: orion did you find were they good stories though i mean albeit graphic and you know hyper violent from what i'm hearing were they um, decent and, and connor as well are they decent or
1: i think they're like i read them a couple of years ago. So I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm planning on going through a full reread of everything from beginning to, to current. But, um, I think it was pretty good. Um, it reminds me, I think of the, uh, the early moon Knight stuff, Ooh, you know, you got... by, by, uh, Sikovich and Mo, and Munch. Yeah. So you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty good. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. um, It's very atmospheric. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I love my sort of, I love my horror comics. It's very horror. Oh, great. Based in just of what he does to people. But like, there's not, there's no depth really in them. Like they're just, you you read them to see him punish bad guys really brutally and for the good artwork and stuff. You know, there's no real, there's no moral complexity or anything because little bad guys are like, they're just super bad. Um, so, yeah, he, so there's they have no like no humanity to them whatsoever.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, it's funny though because they got complaints, and this character gets introduced called uh, Earl Crawford,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and he looks exactly like Clark Kent. Oh, and they keep pointing out like the uh, Jim Corrigan, the Spectre. He's like, "Hey, Clark Kent." And they all keep calling him Clark Kent, and then a friggin' Jimmy Olsen calls up. uh shows up, except he's called Freddy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I was reading an interview, and um, they added uh, this reporter to the run to add a sort of moral balance because there was none. There none. was no morality in the stories because it was just a spectre killing people. So
2: yeah,
0: you wanted to add like a sort of heroic figure, and I don't know. I just I just thought it was funny because obviously he's a Superman fan. I'm going to zoom in on the yeah, obvious sure. Clark Kent uh, stand in.
2: And, and and hopefully everything, you know, that you expected, expected. <laughs> I'm trying to fit in Spectre. Wow. In <laughs> um,
1: anywho, uh, Orion. Oh, with, uh, sorry. Yes. Oh, I just want I wanted to mention as well. Speaking of Doug Mensch, yes. he actually did um, write a Spectre series in the late '80s. Oh, did he? All right. Yes. Um, Spectre Volume Two. It was 31 issues long. Wow, I haven't that's... read. I haven't read it yet. Um, I have it, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. You have it in but floppy? Ex- Did you have it in floppy form? Yeah, they don't have it digitally yet oh, or right, collected. Cool. So you have to get it single issue floppies only. Jeez, oh, yeah. see are really weird with like just what they put out
0: in terms of, like, yeah. omnibuses and collections and stuff.
2: It seems they're very limited, right? Uh, they're they're well, they, very...
0: they, they keep re... Like, for instance, look, I know I'm a Superman guy, but we got yet another re-release, uh, another release of the death and return of Superman omnibus, and it's like, well, we already have one. Mm-hmm. You mean just a reprint, right? Or is this a... No, no, it's a new new omnibus, just collecting the same stuff. And I guess a little bit of bonus content, but it's like, well, why don't you just re-release the old omnibus and then release new omnibuses, Yeah, you know, um, for other characters or, God forbid, other Superman stories than Death and Return. Yes. Plenty of better ones out there. Um, But, you know, like, characters like the Spectre Mm. or just... Any other characters that aren't, you know, a list would be nice to just see more releases coming from DC.
1: Yeah, yeah, it would. So, I mean, um, I'm right now. I now have my spreadsheet open so I can see what are what's available, and what's really surprising is that both the Spectre and Doctor Fate, and Doctor Fate is another really popular uh, DC character. Uh, they both yeah. premiered in the more fun comics series. Um, but that series is pretty much almost uncollected in any trade form, and it's not mm. really that available visually. There's like yeah. only a few issues. Um, for instance, there is a Golden Age Specter Archives book that collects more fun comics number fifty-two to seventy. So this is uh, first appearance in a few event adventures. But um, it's just Specter thing... stuff, right? Is just the Spectre stuff, yeah. and it's also out of print, and it's really hard to come
3: yeah.
1: by. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. Not...
0: It is. But, you know, we just got a Superman Exile omnibus, so there's hope, I guess, for everything <laughs> that I got an omnibus. <laughs> um, yes, I never thought they would get an omnibus, but there we go. So...
2: I'm keen for the, that Doug Mensch collection to be collected into some sort of trade. That would be good. Anyway. It would. Mm. So Orion yeah. also as well like with your um with your knowledge of what has been released and such where where do we see Spectre like most recently like in the comics
1: More recently um he was featured in two issues of um what was it, detective comics uh numbers 1006 and 1007 oh and one which like yeah. um he teamed up with batman to uh because what happened was um jim corgan who is the host of the specter mm-hmm. uh, was kidnapped by a cult and so the specter who has been separated from jim corgan seeks out batman's help to find him and bring vengeance to those who kidnapped him so, are they separate again now? Right, yeah. So, the weird, the whole thing about the new 52 Spectre is that um, it starts out a little bit different from what uh, was established in the previous continuity as his origin, in that um, the Phantom Stranger played a role in um, having Jim Corgan die and bond him to the Spectre, so there's always been some animosity between the Spectre and uh, Phantom Stranger. So the Spectre Spectre didn't want to be bonded to Corrigan? No, Jim... It it was a whole thing about... um, Jim says that the Phantom Stranger is responsible for his death, that the Phantom Stranger Ah. killed him. Ah, right, right. So um, there's that whole continuity, and it was all the way up, I think until the detective comics where we had that kind of continuity, but then it, it felt like with the detective comics, we kind of went back to the original continuity where the specter and Jim Corgan worked separately. Um, uh, whereas in the new 52, uh, the spec the specter was kind of like um, this uncontrollable almost deity that would come out of the, uh, jim and uh seek vengeance on anyone who's within his uh his radius
2: right that sounds very different from the the animated short that we saw as well
1: so the the short the short i would say is a little bit of a departure Mm. from what's established with the specter um tone wise at least Um. but um i would say it's a good introduction to the specter certainly yeah was a good I, I do have time. questions
0: about that yeah. tone later when we do it <laughs> he's i <laughs> a bit confused um i did really like the short but i'd read a bunch of specter like before and i'm like hang on this
1: this is weird but something you know, doesn't it's, add up um, it's, a, yeah. it's definitely a very specter story it's it's pretty yeah. classic so the story is there but the tone is definitely not something you're going to find in the comics unless it's in the, the, D- the doug mensch run which oh. i haven't read yet okay <laughs> yeah oh, that's interesting
2: no yeah
0: i mean they lift in that short they lift some direct moments from that earlier controversial one I was talking about like, direct plot elements, stuff with the exploding pool.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think we should talk about the Spectre power set because I think that's one of the more um, oh, ambiguous yeah. things about the Spectre. Yeah. Probably, so easy, little... it's
2: probably easier to say what he can't do, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. a little background on the Spectre for those who don't know anything about him. Uh, Jim Corrigan is just... A, he was a... Detective in originally New York, um, back in the, I think it was like the 50s. And, uh, he was kind of with a tough as nails, uh, take no prisoners kind of detective mm-hmm. and not, and kind of a woman as there too. It was the times back then, unfortunately. But, um, he one day he gets cornered by a mob boss, uh, that that's basically his nemesis. And, um, gets killed he he gets uh he's put into a barrel and that's filled with cement and then he's dropped into the hudson oh jeez so he dies that way um but then uh, when he gets to heaven he uh he's barred from entry and uh the voice of god tells him that his time isn't done yet that he needs to return to earth to um to i think it was destroy all evil originally mm mm-hmm which is of course an impossible task because it's like evils everywhere and you can't really destroy it. So it's a, it's an endless quest for him. But um, later on that message changes to uh, he needs to um, seek out evil and understand it, which is something completely different. And I think that was um, perhaps introduced in the Ostrander run and it made for a pretty great narrative Cool. But um, so Jim Corgan is sent back to Earth, bonded to um the spirit of God's uh wrath and vengeance. Uh, and that spirit is the specter. So uh, when the specter comes out, he combines with uh, Jim Corgan, and then later on, um, they can actually act as separate entities. Right. But the Spectre's power set is basically unlimited because uh, he is just this much higher power. He's probably the most powerful um, superhero in the DC universe yeah. um, because of his connection to God and and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So his power set is basically I think almost like a reality manipulation where uh, he can turn himself into things he can turn other people into other things Mm -hmm. he can make himself as big as the universe or as small as he needs to it's there's almost no limit to what the specter can do that's crazy so what what who is his nemesis then his main nemesis his his nemesis no his nemesis is um his polar opposite uh if you give me a moment i have to kind of remember uh the name of the nemesis, but um basically his Eclipso? nemesis No, no no. Oh. Eclipso is like one of his Mongol. His old no, it's not Mongol. <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see here. Oh, what's his name? Um he'll come back to you, but I do remember that the origin of the character is that uh Jim Corgan is not the first host of the Spectre. Mm. Um the Spectre was actually a um I think it was a, a demon that uh, was one of the demons who had rebelled against heaven when Satan did. Ah. But uh, he became repentant. He re- regretted it. And so um, God uh, said, okay, well, we'll bond you to this human and you're going to be my specter of wrath and judgment. Mm. And so the human that they bonded to uh, eventually became tempted by another demon um, to to I think basically destroy Sodom and Gomorrah mm. I think that was the, the, the situation okay. and so the human became corrupted God took away the specter from him and instead bonded him to the succubus demon that had tempted him mm. and they became the specter's arch nemesis and uh, man I am still blanking on his name <laughs> cool that sounds um we're talking we're talking big hitters now that's great
2: um oh, names connor have you have you come across his nemesis
1: Joke of the memory. ah uh, here it is asmodus is his nemesis ah oh, asmodus Connor are you there?
2: I think we lost him ah oh. he's fainted <laughs> he's <laughs> at, the, at the sheer scale of Spectre's powers. Hey, can you hear me? Ah, there you are. Excellent. Oh, my God. That wasn't too long. That was fine. We no. thought you fainted. Did you... uh The smelling salts, you're
1: all right? You're good? No, no. Uh,
0: I have come across Asmatis, though, when I was reading some Spectre stuff.
1: Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, his his origin is more fleshed out in the Ostrander run. Uh, he kind of appears uh at first, I think, in the... Uh, let me see what it was. He appeared first in Showcase number 60... In February yep. of 1966, mm-hmm. um, he just appeared as a malevolent spirit, and um, I don't remember how many more times he showed up after that. But he definitely became a huge character in the Ostrander run. Oh. There must have been heaps of stuff in that run because, uh, oh yeah,
0: all the stuff I read was pretty much Corrigan died, went to heaven, and heaven was like, no, you have to destroy evil, and that was literally it.
1: Oh. Yeah, the the Ostrander run. Um, is the run where uh, Jim Corgan's time as the Spectre comes to an end, and um, the next time you see the Spectre, uh, it bonds to Hal Jordan. Yeah. I've come across uh, him. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. So that is uh, a brief (laughs) overview of the (laughs) Spectre, but this knowledge will help you as we go into the rest of the show. Uh, First, I'll just quickly talk about this superman news before we dive in real deep mm-hmm. so ray good news for you yes zod something to do with zod uh, no oh. but <laughs> <laughs> um man and superman is coming out in hardcover so ah extra content and everything apparently so so uh, man and superman was oh oh really yeah, that's that's the one you really liked, and
3: yeah. I was like, "It's okay." The the Marv
0: the Mar
2: Wolfman one, Marv Wolfman one. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, that's great. That's good. Okay, I'll, I'll hunt that down. Extra material. I wonder what that is. Just uh, probably
0: scripts and maybe yeah, artwork and stuff. Yeah. The usual. Um, and there's this weird news where uh, DC's C's telling retailers to destroy copies of Superman and Supergirl because. What? Yeah. Well, they shipped. Um, they basically shipped these You the Villain covers, but the interior has nothing to do with the covers, so. Ah. Oh. They're like, oh, can you just literally set these on fire <laughs> and oh, right, destroy right. them? Incinerate. Jeez. So I'm going to try and get some copies from my local comic book store because I'm sure. Oh, yeah, do it. People will be like, oh, i got it got to get this limited. Edition yeah. cover that got destroyed. Yeah. Um, and the covers aren't even that good. I mean, they're okay. Yeah. But just a notoriety. Yeah. Just to get it because of, the, you know, because of this scandal. Yeah, exactly. Like the Batman
2: EP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Orion, yeah. has Batman Beyond's penis ever been shown anywhere? Or... <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. No, um, he has not. Um, yeah. That's funny because I did read the. Um, that uh what was it called the the black label batman uh, damned series. is it damned yeah batman damned i yeah. read that one and the specter does show up in that oh he one. does awesome yeah uh although it's a definitely a much different take than what you're usually used to it kind of shows up as a hobo kind of character you're like who is oh. this guy is he's never really named as a specter but it is definitely him ah cool well that's i mean that's finished now isn't it batman damned or is that the way yeah it's done Oh, okay. It's it three issues long, but it okay. was just delayed to no end. Uh, yeah. That like would be lose... clock is <laughs> You'd lose a bit
2: of
0: momentum with stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um what else do we have? Oh yeah. We have the Tom King Superman Walmart stories are being collected in oh. a six issue mini series and that's being released called Superman Up in the Sky, so I'll be picking that up.
2: Oh okay, yes yeah, so I've come um, across
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And just, uh, there was just some more news about Superman's original role in the Justice League movie. Oh, what was uh, what well apparently revealed? His fight with Steppenwolf was supposed to be a lot more large scale, apparently. Right. Uh, which did feel a bit odd when I was watching Justice League, they kind of fought him in like one room. Yeah. And it's like there's all these really powerful guys just fighting go in one room. And the other thing was, uh, tch, tch, tch. I think the uh, I don't know something about the dark future was Superman being he didn't just turn evil; he got turned by the anti-life equation, which makes more sense.
2: The hell is the anti-life equation?
0: Oh, it's Darkseid's big oh. uh, end game, mind controlling. Anti, you know, it just yeah, okay. it's a bit of a headbender, um, but it can do stuff, that <laughs> stuff, yeah. So it, it's the thing he wants, and when he gets it, he wins. Like that's pretty oh. much what you need to know about it, right? Um, it's, it's his, yeah, it's his Infinity Gauntlet game, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, they got the gauntlet off him or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Um. And, yeah, that's about it, really. I just thought that stuff was worth mentioning. Okay. So um, there's really not much Superman news at all lately. All quiet. And the Daily Bugle. It's daily Planet, quiet. sorry. <laughs> oh
2: God. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, the Daily Bugle, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't we get to... Let's start off with the Spectre short, shall we? So I've got a synopsis up here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe I sent it to you on Skype, Ray. Oh, yeah. Did you want me okay. to read it out or uh, go nuts? No, I oh, hand well.
2: You know, so not so as not to delay anything because I've got to open it up now. Uh,
0: where are we? Did, do you want to read it? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess we should fly off to. Los Angeles, right? Yes, Orion. What
2: are you gonna do? Are you gonna um? Are you like sl- slither? Oh, actually, you're a
0: swing over or
2: swing... what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what. no.
1: If you if you guys want, you can tell the plot. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> sure.
2: Um, all right. Well, shall we go then, Connor? Yep. Here you ready to go? Up. up, 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 and away! And away.
0: Foster Brenner, a successful film producer, is killed by a bomb hidden underneath the diving board of his swimming pool. Los Angeles Police Department Detective Jim Corrigan, who is having a relationship with Foster's daughter, Amy, starts investigating despite the case having been assigned to another officer. Jim interviews Fleming, Brenner's butler, who shows him security footage of two men in ski masks entering the complex and placing the bomb. Jim asks if Brenner has any enemies and Fleming replies that any man so wealthy and powerful has many. He tells him that several of Brenner's long-time collaborators were excluded in his latest films and were very unhappy about it. That night, at a special effects warehouse, Drew Flynn sees the late foster who accuses him of murder and transforms into the Spectre, who uses his powers to animate models and animatronic film monsters to attack Flynn and kills him with a giant gorilla robot. The specter confronts and kills Peter McCoy by controlling his car that repairs itself and crushes him before taking a suitcase of money. Arriving at Amy's house undetected by phasing through the wall, Jim tells Amy that she is good enough to be an actress in her father's movies. Learning that Amy was responsible for glue, for giving the correct access code for her father's estate to Flynn and McCoy, Jim opens the briefcase with her father's money. Amy asks Jim that they will get together if they will get together while well, she rummages the pistol from the desk drawer, but Jim refuses. Amy attempts to shoot Jim while the bullets pass harmlessly through him, leading him to state himself as being already dead, before transforming into the Spectre. When she attempts to flee, he kills her by engulfing her in a tornado of money, avenging her father's death. Jim calmly walks away as the police arrive while they cannot see him. Jim narrates that his job is to root out evil, but he is justice and is the spectre. So, that's the plot of that. Um, but you guys should watch it. Disclaimer, it's only ten minutes. Yeah, and, um, it's a quick one. Yeah. So, as as Orion said, the plot is very spectre. It's essentially the spectre goes around and violently kills bad people. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and. You know, with no mercy at all. Uh, But the thing... So, uh, this was written by Steve Niles, who did 30 Days of Night, um, some other really cool horror stuff. Oh, okay. Um, But I did... Yeah, so... I guess let's get to, like, what was with the tone and the 70s, 80s? Sort yeah, of throwback setting
2: yeah like orion it was there any anything there that was um you know was there any reason why they went that way for the specter I mean, his- historically or
1: i think it was just mainly to do i i, I mean historically with the specter i don't think there's any precedence for that kind of tone mm-hmm. um but uh i think it was just something fun they were Thinking about doing um because of the timeline that they were setting it in it, it definitely um felt like something from the 70s and 80s uh or, uh it as i read on um tv tropes.com it has a genre throwback of the 60s 70s style of horror like uh, rosemary's baby and the exorcist mm, yep. while also having a detective crime movies um genre like Dirty Harry. And I would also venture to say um, the scene um, where The Spectre takes on uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Peter McCoy. Oh. Peter McCoy as he's fleeing in his car. Mm-hmm. That scene kind of has um, I don't know if it's an, an 80s kind of vibe to it. Uh, it's like something you would see in if you guys ever watch the anime um Bubblegum crisis mm-hmm. uh there's there's an episode where uh there's this it's entirely dedicated to this villain who soups up his supercar into a killing machine and he goes around killing um by, uh, biker gangs that had uh terrorized his uh, girlfriend and it's it's very 80s um i don't i don't know what the 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 genre is called but mm-hmm. it, it Definitely a throwback to that kind of genre as well. So there's like three different genres working. The Mad in this. Max, sort of, almost yeah, almost like a Mad Max, um, kind of like a neon. I, I like to call it neon. Uh, I don't know, not Futurism, but neon past or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, there's there's three genres um, going on in this short, and I think it it was done pretty well because mm-hmm. you know it starts off with. Um, very seventies uh, and eighties uh, detective music. It's I mean, almost yeah. a detective, it's it's almost a detective noir.
2: Yeah. So very brilliant, and and the um, uh, I don't know what you call it the the stock the the treatment apparently of, to make the film. You know, the film in, in grain. Air quotes. Yeah, the film grain look yeah. really um, yeah
1: retro I retro. Think
0: it's yeah, really cool. I mean, it all it all fit well together, like the. It's just um, after reading Spectre, I realised that that wasn't present in the comics, but like in the short, none of it clashed or anything, or it all fit together fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, having not read anything except for the comic that we're going to review later on, um, I I came into it not really having any expectations or... Um, preconceived notions of what the spectre is. So, yeah, just thoroughly enjoyed it for kind of like a horror. For me, it came across more like horror, although, yeah, you're right, there was a, a very strong detective element to it. Um, at the beginning, like, you know, when him uh, interviewing Fleming, you know, in that kind of dusty dusty corridor with all the uh, movie posters in the background, uh, it was very kind of, yeah, typical kind of PI, oh, not PI, just investigating
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: as Orion said The plot is like a specter plot Mm. Um,
2: Yeah But there's some really good things there You you talked about the Like a Like the 80s vibe um, Of the What was it, Bubblegum Crisis and stuff I got more of a vibe of Like Stephen King, like 80s, like those 80s films that he did, Mm. like with a possessed car or something. And and, yeah, um, I thought that was, yeah, Christine. That's it. I was trying to figure out the name of it. Um, Yeah, so I got that kind of vibe and I thought it was really good. Um, My favorite bit was the um, the possessed um, special effects, you know, the studio where that guy Flynn Mm. gets done. I thought that was uh, one of my favorite. kind of scenes, because it's quite ominous at the end with, again, I thought it was King Kong at the end um, behind him. Just uh, just um, dealing the killer blow to Flynn. Uh, now the,
1: the, yeah. Sorry. The the funny thing is, even though this short is supposed to take place in the 70s and it has all of these 70s and 80s influences, uh, the way um, Corrigan uh, acts and talks is very 50s and yes. i think it yeah. works really well because it's like it's still working with that 70s 80s scene but he's definitely kind of a man out of time mm. and he, he even mentions how he's been dead a very long time yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. and how, how cool is gary cole gary gold's voice um oh voice yeah the Spectre. Mm. Uh, he was really good yeah yeah because i yeah i mean he's he's been an actor on tv himself i didn't realize he was such a good voice actor
1: yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, I really liked him as the Spectre, and yeah. you know, if like the Spectre doesn't get that many um, animated or even live action yeah. um, features, but if he came back animated as uh, with Gary Cole voicing him, I'd be completely fine with that because he did pretty well.
2: Yeah, well, that was another question actually, Orion. Are there any other animated versions of the Spectre running around there that you know
1: um, so, yeah, the, there's uh, there's a few little tidbits here and there. Um, he was voiced by Mark Hamill in an episode oh. of Batman, the Brave and the Bold, um, uh, in which the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger hold a bid when it comes to Batman learning that Joe Chill was the killer of uh, his parents. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, <laughs> Otherwise, uh, he was also um, a little bit of a character in um, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. He okay. was one of the superheroes who got his own movie in that show, or in in, in that uh, movie. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, live action wise, uh, he had a a brief appearance in a painting of of the Justice Society of America in Smallville. Oh. And, just a, just uh, a okay. But yeah, and then also in Constantine, the short ten episode series mm-hmm. that was on, w, oh, nearly you know, got him. Was he in there? Yeah, he, he, yeah, uh, not as the specter yet, but uh, Jim Corrigan does make a recurring appearance oh, towards cool. the end of of the season. Yeah, right. and you do get a, a little bit of a brief glimpse of him with kind of like a an ethereal green cloak around him. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, I think one of the characters can see people's features. Or- and they see yeah. he's covered in like a green aura and looking pretty dead oh cool so um, it's yeah Con- not getting Constantine Constantine season 2 is god that was a shame
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I know the yeah. way that ended as well and they didn't give a season 2 just come on man yeah. but we did get City of Demons which is awesome yeah that was good that mm-hmm. was great probably my favourite animated uh, movie Maybe, but uh, yeah. How did you feel about the guy they cast for Jim Corrigan, though? I wasn't too big on him, honestly.
1: Gary Cole? No, no, in in Constantine. uh, I think he was okay. Definitely a new adaptation of the character um, because uh, I don't think there was ever um, a New Orleans uh, bent to the character before. So that was definitely different. Um, And historically, you know, the Spectre is a uh, kind of a redhead. He has uh, reddish hair, but uh, this guy didn't. But uh, that wasn't really a problem to me. I'm much more lenient when it comes to film adaptations. Mm. uh, uh, But, yeah, I think he did pretty well. It would have been interesting to see his arc as he became the Spectre if Constantine ever got a season two, uh, which is a real shame. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of liked him.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just thought the actor specifically. I, I didn't mind the New Orleans stuff or anything. Yeah. I think New Orleans fits pretty well, actually. Yeah, it makes because sense. Because has that sort of occult vibe, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, the short. The short was great, uh, but it was short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not there's not heaps to talk about, I guess. Um the uh again like the comics started earlier, the kills were violent but bloodless. Yeah. Well, the last one wasn't really. <laughs> it had some blood, I guess I'm all met you never saw like the bodies or anything. Oh uh, yeah. I mean the, like, even then, yeah. you know, you didn't see her like you saw her get cut a bit, but mostly you just saw like the money surrounding her and her yeah. screaming.
2: Um, I mean the the implications of at least two oh, yeah, was, three, two or three deaths were,
0: yeah were quite grisly. It was um, done very well without relying on you know like copious amounts of gore. Yes. I
1: think the the uh, the one that I went ooh with was when uh, the car crashed down yes. on the guy. It's like I, a yeah. wow. I did.
2: I did do <laughs> as well. I was I was uh, waiting. Okay, did that just slam over him like or on him? <laughs> and and you know that was the end, you know, because uh, I thought, oh, if that was on him, that's a pretty brutal <laughs> way to go. But uh, that's the way they went. So uh, yeah, yeah, very cool. The giant gorilla robot. Yeah, that was. A, I I thought <laughs> no, but the lead up to it was so scary. Like you had that. No, no it, it was good. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. No, no. Oh no, absolutely. Um, but you had that. Um, what is it, the Linda Blair esque exorcist like? Possessed. Um, girl like walking backwards mm. and upside down. And then he had the vampire and I was, yeah, I was, it was quite thrilling actually. And then he came across that guy with the ax. Um, you can kind of really get that sense of tension when he's actually yeah. trying to flee them. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It felt longer than
0: 10 minutes as well.
2: well. I think, I mean, they're just saying like, it was a bit short for 10 minutes. I think it packed a lot in, as you say, and it did feel a lot longer. So in the end, I didn't feel like, Oh is that it? Like, it, it yeah, kind of rounded I, it off. I,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was satisfied. Mm. It was a good self-contained story. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Had Alyssa Milano as well as a...
0: Uh, yeah, some... Big well, names. Big names. Well, 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 big names to us, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. You know, not like... uh, what he, Brad Pitt or something. You know. Insert a was celebrity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, no, it was good. Did anyone pick that it was a daughter from the start?
0: I
1: didn't, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't I did <laughs> as well. Orion, or did you? I had a bit of suspicion because um, of the way she was introduced as Corgan's girlfriend. And I'm like, mm, no, he's been dead a long time. Why would he have a girlfriend right now? And Why ah, is right. she being introduced? It's like, mm, there's something okay. about her. Yeah.
0: I guess a big tip-off in the Wild stories is... Odds are The Girlfriend did
3: it
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> so many of those stories, um, yeah. you know, The Maltese Falcon, I guess, maybe started all that. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So uh, there was... yeah. Did you ever read the Orson Randall story, Ray. Uh, Which one? Orson it? Randall and the uh, Death Queen of California. Oh, I can't... Was that in one of the... No, I don't it think was that... just a standalone story, but it was similar to this. Was oh, Nowhere. okay. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Oh. Similar. Oh no, I
2: have. I have read that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 The the woman he was sent to find, and yes. the woman he falls in love with is like the bad guys. So. Yes. Yeah. Or well, one of the bad guys, anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do we have anything else to add about that short? Um.
2: No. no just the yeah. The, the props to the music. I thought the soundtrack really did did well for it um mm. no that's uh no that's about it the animation was great it was good
0: yeah yeah no it's good all right so um ray can i get you to read out this next one or you can split it with me i don't Certainly mind can. i'll no, send I, you the link here i've
2: got it i've got it up this is uh okay. we're going to the the comic book now where no superman has gone before is not
0: my correct yes Excellent. Yes, and I will talk about that title once you're done with the synopsis. <laughs> no worries, I'm happy to take it all. Uh, are, are we ready? Are you good to take it all, or do you want to split it?
2: Uh, um, I don't mind, yeah, if, if, yeah, we can split it.
1: Um you want to split it with Orion?
2: Or... Yeah, Orion, just... how about you? Are you up for a, a nice read? Yeah, yeah,
1: you yeah. got a link or something for me I can read from? All right, perfect, got it.
2: So here we go, synopsis 4, where no Superman has gone before. Superman and Supergirl have successfully achieved the destruction of Warworld, but now Superman has to track down Supergirl, wherever she has gone. She should have rejoined him for now. Superman guesses Kara's collision with War World knocked her unconscious and her body was going too fast to stop Superman calculates Supergirl's flight path and flies after her building up speed to equal the unconscious Kara's breaking through every physical barrier he has encountered before until he leaves his universe kal is considering to turn around because his cousin can't have travelled so far when he spots her Superman is about to reach her when the Spectre shows up all of a sudden and knocks him back into his universe. Superman gets angry but the Spectre merely warns him that he must stop because the realm before him is one which no living mortal may enter. Unable to persuade the Spectre to let him by, Superman tries to fight his way past him but his powers are totally ineffectual against those of the ghostly guardian. Seeing Superman won't listen, the Spectre decides kal must be educated about his limitations. The Spectre forces him to sit through visions of the demise of Krypton, which he's again powerless to prevent, and death taking his father Jonathan again, which Superman is unable to stop.
1: Finally, the Spectre conjures up a dark version of Superman, while the, uh, while the doppelganger pummels Superman mercilessly The Spectre tells its pure, unadulterated power without conscience or remorse that can destroy him if he allows to run amok. Uh, Superman is losing until he realizes that evil Superman is just a manifestation of the arrogant and headstrong attitude that he had been displaying of late. The evil Superman fades away, and Superman apologizes to the Spectre. Then the voice, the master of the Spectre, speaks up to tell Superman that admitting his own foolishness is the first step to becoming truly wise. Superman is amazed, but the Spectre explains it was the voice who commanded him to stop Superman. Even if Superman didn't mean any harm, he was going where no living beings were allowed to go. Superman pleads with him to save his cousin, and the Spectre materializes in an unconscious Supergirl in his arms, seeing that all Superman had to do was ask. The Spectre hands Kara to Kal-El and departs. Superman reflects power untempered with consciousness, or uh, with conscience, is meaningless, and thanks to the Spectre, uh, but he realizes that he's already gone. Supergirl, who has been unconscious during her entire journey into the realms beyond death, wakes up right then. She asks what has happened to her. Tails Superman narrates as they head back towards her.
3: And
0: that's that. So, lots to talk about, as yeah. usual. Um, so I guess this is part three, sort of?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like a... Because... You could arguably say the adventure has ended
0: in part two with Mongol. Um yeah. and, and Warworld. Uh, I guess now we know it. I mean part two did end they defeated Mongol and Warworld, but Supergirl was flying unconscious and breaking <laughs> the universe. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh um, yeah. Yeah, so it, I'm sorry. As I said, we originally weren't going to cover this, but then I looked at the next issue and I saw the cover and I'm like, Oh, it's a Spectre. Oh, that's crazy oh, stuff. A Spectre. So, yeah, um, mm-hmm. so the title, "Where No Superman Has Gone Before, obviously it's a famous phrase, "Where No Man Has Gone Before, mm-hmm. and it was popularised by Star Trek, and I'm guessing it's a reference to that, um, which is one of my favourite episodes of Star Trek as well, so, yeah. "Where No Man Has Gone Before. Um, yeah, so, this is a good issue.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's very different to the previous two that we've covered, Connor from DC Comics or DC Presents. Uh, yep. it's as as we've talked um, before this recording. Uh, it's a lot more introspective. Um, it it kind of reminds me, in a very uh, high level sense, it reminds me a bit of uh, like a Christmas Carol <laughs> in the sense that uh, hmm. Superman's greeted by this, you know, this spectre. And uh, and he has to kind of, you know, reassess and and reevaluate himself. Um, yeah, yeah, introspectively, but only very only very tangentially.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, it yeah. is different to the previous two, but it does continue thematically because, as we pointed out on the previous two episodes, Superman's been acting like a butt.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> past
0: two issues, he's been acting a bit like you know arrogant and headstrong. Yeah, look at the way he dealt with Man Hunter. Yeah. Uh, poor John Johns.
3: <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Just trying to do the... Just trying to got the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether Superman's a little bit stressed or a little bit, you know, you know needs to take I mean, a, a chill I mean,
0: he's, from the get-go, he's had a lot at stake, I suppose. He had a flying Mongol head in his uh, apartment. apartment yeah, yeah, floating Mongol head that kidnapped his best friends. Yes, and then Superman decided to sacrifice his best friends for the greater. Well, that's it.
2: Yeah, the emotional Um. turmoil, the emotional you know trauma that he's been put through. He's had to do that. He's had to almost well, he did like say you know kill my friends. You're not getting this key. Yeah, Uh, you know he said yes. He had to be put through a lot of um, moral ringers, I guess. Um, So I guess maybe that would explain how he's so uh, come a little bit.
0: I mean, he's got a Rash. real, he's obviously his biggest soft spot uh, in this era is his cousin, Supergirl, because it's the last family he has. Mm. So, you know, and Lois Lane isn't really as important mm. around this time. You know, she's not like his main, okay. she's his main love interest, but in a more humorous way, I guess. It's not really that serious. Okay, So Supergirl um, really did play quite a big part, important part around this time. For Superman, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because she ties in with Candor as well. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Christ on Infinite Earths wasn't... I think it was being planned like a couple of years from this. And that obviously had her death being a pretty big point yes. in it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, um, Orion, I'm not sure if you had read the previous issues to it. But I think this issue does well to um, do a recap as well, I guess, with many comics around this era. Um, hmm. to kind of bring you up to speed with what happened previously. So, um, did did you enjoy this issue overall? Did it make a lot of sense, and were you pleased with how the Spectre was portrayed?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I agree that the recap page did a pretty good job of getting me up to speed because I I didn't read the issues before this mm-hmm. one, but I knew where I was going when I started this issue, so that was really good. Um. And I'm not really a Superman fan like you guys are. I, I like I've read some of his comics and watched some of his uh movies and stuff, but haven't mm-hmm. really had much exposure to Superman. Mm-hmm. Um just knowing that he has a cousin, um, who is Supergirl and all that. But uh definitely the Spectre's portrayal in this, um it's it leans more towards um, the specter being one being rather than uh, a composite being of Jim Corrigan and the specter. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that, That's, that's, uh, that's sometimes, uh, you know, portrayed like, especially I think during the, his um, tenure as a member of the justice society of America, I think uh, Jim Corrigan kind of took a backseat while mm-hmm. the, the specter was out about. So, um, it's not it's not that alien to me that uh, is just the Spectre in this issue and no Jim Corrigan, and mm. it, it definitely is a good showcase uh, of his mm. of his powers because here's Superman, the mm. probably the most powerful um, being the most powerful superhero on Earth, and he can't even land a punch mm. <laughs> on uh, the Spectre, and yeah. the Spectre's not even trying to fight back. He's like, no, I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to teach you a lesson.
2: Yeah. What does he say as well? He says something like, oh, there we go. Um, to me, your angriest blows are no more than the whisper of snowflakes.
3: <laughs> it's, yes. a,
2: it's quite a, uh, a damning, you know, um, statement about how outpowered Superman <laughs> is against him. Yeah.
0: It's also, it would be hard to fit Jim Corrigan into this story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it would be humorous, but hard. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all very cosmic, so definitely Jim doesn't really have uh, a place to belong in this story. If it was more ground level, I would understand, but no, yeah. this is all cosmic, so mm. it's definitely all Spectre. So now they...
2: W- Sorry.
0: You go first, right?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, Orion, um, so do you have a preference of the Spectre uh, with the, his adventures in, you know, in the cosmos, or do you prefer him more because uh, he does street level, doesn't he? Like, he usually takes on criminals, yeah. so uh, yeah, but he, which seems vastly we're criminally uh, underused, I think. <laughs> you know, his, it's his, his job, though, yeah.
1: I definitely prefer when it's the story about the specter and Jim Corgan working together, yeah. and oftentimes when um Jim is struggling uh with being the Spectre and coping with his afterlife mm-hmm. um and coping with his mission because it's a, it's just an impossible task put before him and he's like you know, by the end of this I should I should be done, but it's yeah. you know, it's just gonna go on forever. So um stories like this kind of harken back to um really early Spectre tales where um some t- oftentimes in uh I think it was like the really early more fun comics when uh Spectre would go up against these really zany, um, cosmic level characters. They would go on chases throughout the universe, they would um fight each other by throwing planets and stars at each other. Oh <laughs> wow. So it's it yeah, it was very it was very goofy hokey back then and this kinda of reminded me of it, but this was much better because mm-hmm. uh it, the Spectre's not fighting. Yes. he's mm he's not an adversary to to Superman. Superman's only making him out to be an adversary.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's that's also a classic staple of team up comics yeah. as well. As oh yeah. Someone has to try and beat someone else up. Um you know <laughs> it's very yeah. rare when it doesn't happen. But yeah. Yeah, I think the artwork is obviously a real standout in this issue. Yeah,
2: I, I li- Yeah, I do like
0: it. I, like, I do there's like so it. many good. I mean,
2: I, I just love it how they're just always in a nondescript, I don't know, asteroid or a, a planetoid, no. and you just get this, um, you know, colourful
0: planets yeah. and stars in the background. Yeah. There's just so much going on in the background constantly. Yeah. Um You know, and the, when Superman's travelling through all the different breaking all the barriers, obviously he <laughs> breaks to yeah. infinity. Made me chuckle, um, and the- uh, yeah, I mean these two these these are
2: massive, massive, you know, massively powerful beings like Superman breaks, yeah, you know, he 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 bursts through the the bonds of infin- of infinity. That's crazy. Yet he he can do that, but he can't even
0: um, you know touch the Spectre. No. The Spectre is something way <laughs> above that. So, I think the the best thing about this issue is... Sibyl's just flying unconscious <laughs> yeah. at unimaginable speeds the whole time. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, I know she could have just crashed through, you know, uh, yeah. medias and <laughs> she's, she's doing now, well. Now they've talked they talk like they've met before. And I'm sure they've met before in like a JSA, JLA, mm. JLA crossover, but has there been a crossover issue with these two before this?
1: Hmm. I honestly don't remember and if yeah. there has been I probably haven't read it yet it might have been a crossover with the Justice Side of America and the Justice League yeah that's what I'm guessing um,
0: but yeah I think uh, cause as, as, as I said I've read a few of these two specifically teaming up and I think they're an interesting pair obviously because they're both created by Jerry Siegel mm. um, very different but uh, similar characters as well and, uh, you know, you think about uh, Siegel's dad dying in that armed war- robbery and then he creates, you know, Superman and the Spectre who are both uh, champions against criminals in very different ways. I don't know, the whole thing's just interesting to mm. me and I like yeah, seeing them team up. Um,
1: that, that is an interesting point, seeing that, you know, Superman is um, the more idealized justice, you know, in the American way um whereas the specter is a bit more unrestrained yeah um vengeance yeah and, you know you have superman who's invulnerable to bullets
0: and then you have the specter who's uh i don't
2: know it's like well it's as with superman has a physicality whereas, yeah. whereas the specter seems to be on a higher
0: level like but they're, they're both created with sort of the same dear in mind to punish the corrupt Yeah and stuff uh, uh, But yeah very different ways though right? Different ways yes yeah. um, Spectre a lot more I mean we thought Superman was a rough customer When he was initially debuting And throwing people around But then the spectre oh, yeah, turning people right. in. skeletons <laughs> Yeah So um, And I believe uh, This specific issue Jerry Siegel <laughs> oh, Sorry Connor You've conked
2: out again Connor's been corrupted by the spectre. I've always, I've always thought Connor was guilty of something. <laughs> uh, it was only a matter of time before the spirit of vengeance would catch up with him.
3: <laughs> so,
2: uh, I'm sure he is having some wheelings and dealings with the spectre now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there he is, Connor. You survived. Okay, survived. Am i fine count- now. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess you're right. Is uh. He created when he created Superman. Superman was a very physical mm-hmm. embodiment of punishing crime, and then you have the Spectre, who's just the mystical. Like they're both very overpowered and beat up hoodlums Like it's nothing, but the Spectre is, you know, uh, the occult side. I guess I don't know. It's just interesting to look at them both and think about them both. I'm also running on fumes because <laughs> <laughs> I I had this thought process and it sounded like way better. Um, earlier, then <laughs> yeah, I should have written it down because it was awesome. But yeah, um, uh, the point uh, is, I love seeing these two work together. Dichotomy between them, you yes. know, they don't, they're not like Batman and Superman where they're arguing with each other. I just think their archetypes are interesting to look at. And oh yeah, so I think Jerry Siegel is an interesting person. Um, yeah, when you read up on, you know, his life and his creations and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel, I feel with this one though, this issue,
2: the Spectre's is really more so, um, yeah, like guiding
0: Superman, like
2: wanting Superman to yeah, find though, the answer himself.
0: My, yeah, those are my general thoughts on the characters, not this oh, okay, particular right, right, issue, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember reading an interview because I think this was their first major team up like, because Jerry Siegel was saying stuff about it, and I just I can't find the interview, but he liked it. So, okay, yeah,
3: <laughs> it, it was
0: it done
2: justice. Yes. Um, Ryan, I'm just going to throw this at you as well. We were discussing this, I was discussing this with Connor. Now, there's a certain page in here, page 11 to say page 12. Superman is confronted with his life in visuals before his eyes by the specter, his um, his doting parents from Krypton, uh, the escape pod that he's been placed in and Krypton the planet itself. Now, what what is Superman doing to that planet? Is he doing anything?
1: So, um, so it looks like uh, he's just trying to prevent uh, Krypton from its fate. Yeah, uh, that's what I exploding. thought. Exploding,
3: but and I think yeah, sorry, it,
1: it becomes it becomes just like unwieldy for him. It just gets big, like the thing just getting bigger and bigger on him until it just finally explodes in his arms.
2: Right? Yes, yeah. I mean that that's how I took it, but I think Connor, I he, went super deep into it.
0: Connor went super deep in it, and because well, uh, I was looking at these pages, and I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Like, it's, <laughs> it really threw me because he's got this aura around him, and I ends up concluding he was. Doing like super vibrations to stabilize the planet's core because you see the way that's like the lines yeah. on his hands, like they're shaking. But you guys might be right, and he might just be trying to stop the planet from blowing up by holding on to it.
1: That, that, that is an interesting point because if you're saying that the this aura that he's emitting, is by these vibrations are him attempting to prevent Krypton from exploding, uh, that they might be. That it might be implied that uh, you know Superman is trying his best to use his powers to
3: mm.
1: save mm. people, but um, he's really overdoing it, and uh, he's, he'll eventually end up failing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a. I think you're right on point there, Ryan. I think it's a. You know, um, and what you were um, positing there, Connor, it's uh, showing that the, the limits of Superman's powers are you know, there's a physical extent to it and he's trying to use them to the the greatest extent that he can to um to save his planet but it's all inevitable. I mean and
0: that's that's a main message as well that the Spectre gives to Superman. Yeah. And it's funny because the Spectre mentions that Superman's gone back into the past to try and prevent Krypton's explosion before mm. and that has happened. Yes. And he always fails. Because yeah. of the way time travel works. And what did that make me think of, Ray? Uh, Superman 1. Yes, it <laughs> <he> did. <laughs> it makes me so angry. <laughs>
2: when he you spins around.
0: Where,
1: yeah, uh, around. Yeah, spinning <laughs> around. And it
0: fixes everything. And it... Uh, it's a I must, mean, wasn't
1: wasn't that, that also the movie that had the infamous um, memory-erasing kiss? That, that was that the was next second one. one. Yeah, oh, Superman that was the next trick. one. Yeah. They
0: had to put something terrible in both of them. Mm. Uh, even it out. But, yeah. like... Just probably because my probably because you haven't heard yet. I won't go on too long, but yeah, the whole oh Superman can just go back in time and fix everything is just bad and dumb writing. Um, and it also gets rid of any moral that the story had about you know because I don't know how recently you've seen that movie, Orion, but the whole thing with his dad dying, you can't save everyone, and at yeah. the end he's like, not Yes I can. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas
0: in these stories he can't. In uh Smallville did it really well, he did the exact same thing, he went around the earth, but um someone else died when he saved someone. So, you know, it's like nature balancing itself out. Yeah. But anyway, that's just that's a part of this show's history. Uh my beef with that movie, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and uh, every Superman Spectre story I've read is. It's not the same as this, but Spectre is always acting as a guide. Okay, okay, he is. Of some sort.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, uh, Superman was in, like, the astral plane or something, and the Spectre was on his way through it and stuff, um, which works. It's a good dynamic, Spectre, mm. you know. Uh, but,
1: that's, that's pretty funny, too, because, you know, in most of Spectre stories it's the specter who needs guidance rather oh, than really yeah oh, that's that, right. that's that's the funny part is like as soon as he teams up here with superman it's like oh no he's now all of a sudden a yeah. wise gu- uh, guide for uh, okay. okay he's
0: okay. taking the high road yeah 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 uh, it's just i'm just there's so much good artwork here like i I don't even want to go into pointing out a specific panels because I'll be pointing out nearly every single panel in this issue. <laughs> like it's just, guys, just read it. It's yeah. gorgeous, it well, really is.
2: One um, one standout I'd say though is uh, page, sorry, let me have page five. I think the layouts. This is the one where um, Superman bursts through the very bonds of infinity. I think not only the top bit where the the symbol of infinity, but um, just look how your eye is led throughout the whole page there with Superman Mm. diving down, Supergirl, the unconscious Supergirl, fluttering about in space, and then you get Superman Like a torpedo. Like a torpedo, (laughs) like a meat torpedo, and then there's Superman just flying upwards to to catch her. It's just a really clever use of panels, I think, um, and laying
0: out. Um, Very cool. I think, go to page 10, that's when the really weird stuff is happening. That's what I like
3: when Uh there's
0: that golden walkway and Spectre's head is sort of... Yeah, that's um, yeah. Like, I love when it just gets
2: weird, (laughs) Uh, and then it's strange. Like the next very, the very next page, you get a very um, symmetrical nine grid layout of the panels. Yeah, Um, yeah. So uh, Stalin and who is it? Stalin and someone else doing the arts? Um, Uh, Very good.
0: I can't remember if there was anyone else doing it. Uh, we'll, we'll read out the credits afterwards. Oh, yeah. I oh, it's it's Len Wayne, Jim Stalin, and Romeo Joel. I. Costanzas, the literate. Jerry Serpe a colorist. Julia Swartz is the editor. There we go. Well, mm-hmm. Len Wayne. Um, but yeah, so before we get to the God thing, um, I guess I just want to talk about this Superman for a bit, just to you know, I find it funny this pre-crisis ryan i'm assuming you know like pre-crisis and stuff if you're into the yeah
3: spectre, a little bit. you're aware yeah, of that terminology it,
0: yeah.
3: um
0: yeah. yeah so you know this superman whenever they explore his psyche he's just deeply unhappy which mm. i find interesting He is always hung up and depressed about the fact that you know he can't be he's either depressed about the fact that he can't be human or that mm. his like the last survivor of his race, and all he has is his cousin, and that doesn't go well either. But mm. uh, I think that's interesting because there's so many complaints these days about how you know if Superman's not happy enough in a comic, people lose their minds. But I'm like, man, the dude was miserable for a long time. Like, yeah. he's not a happy dude sometimes, and this issue obviously exemplifies that. He's hung up about a lot of things. Yeah, uh, he's also like... a jerk. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's a logical way to go, really, to be unhappy um, for this. Type of character, you know, he's very, like, on the face and the public figure wise, he's very upstanding. He's very, you know, um, I don't want to use the word, but, you know, the whole Boy Scout thing, he's very uh, well in control. Yeah. So uh, to make him interesting, like, he, mm. ha- he has to have some sort of inner turmoil. And and so that makes sense to me that he'll always be oh um, definitely yeah always having gripes about um what he could have done I don't know for Krypton or, or you know for, for his father or whatever so uh,
0: yeah no, I, I'd see that as a constant. I mean he he generally always has inner turmoil like and and you know mm. I guess people are upset when he does but it's like even the Richard Don obviously had inner turmoil oh yeah absolutely despite the fact that he was brainwashed by his you know space baguette dad. <laughs> With the Godfather, <laughs> yeah, the Godfather. Son, come sit in this igloo for fifteen years. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and then he, then we get a bit of a Superman three as he fights, you know, evil Superman. Do you remember the garbage? Oh yes, scene? I do. Yeah, it's classic, um, very much.
2: And Superman with the five o'clock shadow,
3: yeah, bloodshot eyes, down and shots. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 Not, not the, um, not one of my favourites superman 3 but
0: anyway oh, it, do, but it does as, have memorable scenes yeah it's yeah. so entertaining yeah yeah and honestly it doesn't commit any egregious sins like the first two <laughs> it's just superman's like odd weekend <laughs> <laughs> um but so you were mentioning before orion specter is usually the one being guarded who's guarding it just the voice
1: um kind of uh the voice uh only kind of intervenes if specter is doing something wrong um most of the time it's uh specter kind of learning from his from his uh, adventures and his interactions with other humans uh you, you know what he needs to do but um for the most part uh, it's jim corgan who's really struggling because uh, yeah. uh you know he he's practically dead but he's still in the land of the living, and he—the uh, big thing for him was that uh, before he died, he was engaged. Um, yeah, this woman, and after he comes back as a specter and saves her from death, um, he, he kind of—he's still in her life, but he's like, I can't be with you, and he can't tell her why. And it just creates this whole controversy, or it it, it, it just puts it, it makes yeah. a rift in their relationship. And he he's just unsure of how he should go on living when he's already dead. And it's like it's just not fair to him.
0: No, it was a pretty bad way to die as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <geez>. um, <laughs> just like buried alive in cement, um, in a barrel.
3: Yeah, in <laughs> <a> barrel <laughs> That's it's funny
1: album. too because in the ostrander run um, it, it ends with um, the uh, the final rights and testament of uh, of Jim Corgan they actually um, they actually unearth his his body from the Hudson, and, and they give it a proper <laughs> burial uh, with with a bunch of people, including Superman, at his funeral. Okay, and it's, it's a it's a very touching uh, finale to the series and uh, to Jim Corgan's run as the Spectre. Oh, nice!
0: I love when all the superheroes show up oh, for the old, funeral. <laughs> yeah,
2: you just need a good funeral to bring everyone together.
0: Oh, uh, actually the. The Spectre was at Superman's funeral as oh, well. He? Um Yeah, he's on the cover, which I thought was. Um but uh <clears throat> sorry. I oh, got this weird cough thing going on. So this
3: this is sorry, the voice.
2: S- sorry, um oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's go on to the voice.
0: Uh where were you gonna go?
2: Oh, I just had a had a bit of a light bulb moment. Um and Orion, just with the Spectre, like you know, and you, you mentioned he was at Superman's funeral um, so would the specter then go after the likes of doomsday and stuff? I mean, like that's to, to exact vengeance or is it, um,
0: uh, it's no, Ray, that makes too much sense. Doomsday <laughs> <the> death, <laughs> I,
1: I would, I would say he probably would. I don't know if he has already. Yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't read everything specter yet. I, I'm like, I've only really focused on Jim Corgan's run. Yeah. I haven't yet read Hal jordan or Al, uh Crispus allen's run so yeah those those still blanks me and i think uh Dark Side plays more of a role in those runs
2: okay if yeah they, yeah i was just wondering if he had any limitations of who he kind of goes after because um you could argue that he can go after the top build you know villains out there and just wipe them away like a mosquito mm-hmm. So
1: uh-huh. I, I'll say this much um, if there's any limitations we really don't n- know what those limitations yeah. are because yeah. he even goes on uh, in the Austro-Iran to run de- to destroy an entire country wow. because of a civil war and he deemed everyone sinful and um, he, he yeah, it was uh, the country of Vladova, which is where um, uh, Count uh, what is his name? Uh, Count Vertigo uh, is a, is uh, that's where he comes from and it was actually a civil war between Count Vertigo's side and the country's uh, president or king or whatever and he ends up destroying the entire populace and the country and leaves only Count Vertigo and the king to, to themselves in that country oh, wow. and it becomes a whole international incident as I so, would, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just you know when it comes to the upper limit of what the Spectre is allowed to do, I don't know if there really is an upper limit.
0: Is that the is that the run where Superman gets the Spear of Destiny or something? And yes, yes. So to kill him.
1: It's it's the uh, I think the Spear of Destiny is one of the only items that can kill the Spectre. Yeah.
0: Oh, that'll be interesting, because I, yeah. I saw that when I was looking
1: at stuff, and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. It's it's um, funny, too, because um, the Spear of Destiny has a history to it um, tied to Hitler, and so yes. Hitler's uh, hatred is imprinted on the uh, Spear of Destiny, <laughs> and so when Superman <laughs> picks it up, it's bad news.
0: Oh. <laughs> super, super
1: Hitler. Super... <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh,
0: just going back to your point before, Ray, I forgot to slip my mind, but it's a pretty important fact. Doomsday was dead; uh, they killed each other. Oh, okay. Right. Doomsday. So, yeah, okay. Doomsday was like dead and floating on a rock in space. Ah. Um, and have you read Kingdom Come,
1: Orion? Yes, I did, and um, I like the Spectre's role in that. He he is more of a um, observer. Observer. He. He's uh, the main character. Of the book. I don't know what his name is. The, the old man. The priest. Who, yeah, the, the priest who goes uh, who goes on an adventure with Spectre through um, through this timeline, watching everything unfold. And uh, it, I like the Spectre's portrayal in, in that as well because it's kind of like um, this is this is years and years later from w- what you would consider current ca- canon. Yeah. And the Spectre is pretty much unhinged from from uh, Jim Corgan entirely. Where it's just now the Spectre, yeah. And uh, he he I don't remember if he ever has any combat role, but he's just mostly you know taking this this priest on a ride to show him the events and everything.
0: I think the thing he does is actually I won't spoil it for Ray, but he lets the priest talk to someone. Like he lets the priest appear or something. I think that's the most active part he plays in the book because he's like the priest is invisible or something because the spectre's hiding him while they're observing. But he lets he lets the priest interfere with the course of events or something. From uh, what do I remember, I love that book. Going to be covering it soon, actually. So yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So I just want to get to the voice now. This is God, right? Because he's talking like God, like yes, biblical exactly. God. Um,
1: yeah, the voice—the voice is God, or um, yeah, the, me- the what was it, the, meta, the meta, the Metatron, or something like that. But whatever, <laughs> it's yeah, it's supposed to be God.
2: Yeah, So told Cause cause I told you, Connor.
0: I told you, I was, <laughs> I was telling you, because <laughs> I, I was just because I was reading Spectre, and it seemed like the voice. It didn't, you know. He wasn't saying my son and stuff, but in in this he's like speaking like he's walking out of the Bible, Um, which is fine. I don't mind, you know, God talking to people. It was just, uh, yeah, it was just interesting. It was just, it was so, it's interesting just how unambiguous it is. Yeah. Unless you're Ray, I guess. Yeah, that's it.
2: (laughs) Maybe I was in denial. I I just didn't, I just thought uh, cosmic, it's got to be something else. It's got to be like, you know, some celestial Galactus.
0: Yeah, yeah, some celestial being. Dark side playing a trick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I mean, come on, Ray. He even says rejoice. Like,
2: don't you ever use the the word. Don't you ever use rejoice in everyday. I don't say, my son, your
0: heart's (laughs) speaking true. And then do like the dot dot and rejoice. (laughs) Maybe just in Sydney then. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But uh, all's well that ends well, Spectre just retrieves Kara. Yes. She's none the wiser. uh, What happened? (laughs) Where are we? uh, I unironically think she shows more personality here than she did (laughs) in the previous issue. I'm not kidding. Like That one panel where she's like, what the hell happened? That shows more personality than her (laughs) previous (laughs) issue. Like
2: uh no i mean i no i i disagree, I think like the personality was i don't know, but like um, I guess what what she did she had a bigger role last issue, I mean, obviously she did um showed some heroics, she showed some courage, but uh yeah, just uh, yeah, we had a little laugh, orion, just the myth thought of supergirl just floating around unconscious in space, Fly, you know, just speeding through space. Unconscious. Yeah, it's like breaking dimensional how, barriers.
1: She, yeah. How is she flying so fast unconsciously? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit crazy. But there you go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the voice
0: of God, I don't know. Is the voice of God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a really awesome issue. Um, mm. uh, very happy like all aspects are awesome the specter was really cool yeah it was a solid love. Issue. yeah yeah um oh as i said like ray and i were just killing time so i kind of gave my review to ray before but i'm just going to repeat it for the sake of the podcast and the mm-hmm. listeners <laughs> <laughs> like this type of story um like this I don't think this is, like, the best issue it's far from it, but, like, this type of Superman story is my absolute, like, number one favourite type. You know, cosmic and or interdimensional with, you know, introspective goodness, uh, lots of awesome artwork with, uh, you know, planets, all these trippy things in the background. It's my mm-hmm. absolute favourite type of Superman story. And uh, as I said before, this story, <laughs> like, it has a lot of stuff going on, but it boils down to spec that, telling Superman to calm the hell down <laughs> like that's all he's saying really. yeah like that's the part of the book Basically, but um yeah and I don't know if you've heard this phrase or uh yeah. or this quote but the whole thing you know with Superman uh like he's supposed to be the everyman superhero and the way that sort of works is I think this is Grant Morrison put it like this you know you go out and walk the dog, but Superman goes out and walks his dog. But he goes to Pluto while he's doing it, so he has the same problems as us. They're just on. So when Superman needs some intervention from a buddy to, you know, tell him to calm down, it's not outside of a pub. It's you know at the edge yeah. of the universe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the spectre telling him to chill out. So yeah, yeah, same issues, but on a grander scale. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, come on, bro, don't punch the bouncer. Chill out, man. <laughs> and uh yeah that that's my thoughts on the whole issue, really,
2: yeah, are we gonna cover the um, this backup backup story? Did you read that Orion? No, I didn't, okay, good, I mean, you don't have to, but like well, <laughs> oh, that's like I love your reaction, though good <laughs> <laughs> um, and Connie, so you're saying these backup stories, obviously they're little um nods to to older superheroes and yeah to fans who may know them. Um, get a bit of closure as to what happens to them. And this one yeah, is, this is um, yeah, Doctor sorry, Midnight Doctor. who's still around. Yes, and in a nutshell, he's basically a a blind superhero. A blind is is turning blind, but he can see in the dark, and he's got. He black. is
0: blind. He can just see when it's like pitch black. Ah, right.
2: But he's losing that ability in this um this issue. Yeah, he's going uh, fully blind. He's gone fully. He's gone. Yeah.
0: And then Matt Murdock kills his eye doctor. <laughs>
2: Matt he Murdock, even has his cane. A.K.A. <laughs> a, a, a Tim. Um, yeah, he kills Dr. Ogilvy. I can't believe that. Um, yeah,
0: anyway. And uh, definitely Matt Murdock. If you look at page three, that's Matt Mur- Murdock right yeah. there. I mean, the whole thing is his, the guy who does his special glasses and stuff dies, so he can't get any. But he does this one last mission to Avengers death and... Yep, catches killer. He does that, and, and uh, yeah,
3: that's yeah.
0: It. yeah, it's a pretty, uh pretty quick one. Pretty it was quick. fine.
2: It was fine. It wasn't it was not- as
0: good as Johnny Thunder, but it wasn't as bad as Kongorilla.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd rate Johnny Thunder, Doctor Midnight, and
0: then Kongorilla last. Yeah, but um, yeah. So shall we give out ratings for yeah. DC Comics Presents twenty nine? Yeah, sure. So what we do, Orion, we usually just give rating out of 10. It's not super serious. It's generally... I guess I treat mine more seriously. Ray goes on an enjoyment scale. I go on an objectivity scale, damn it. So, <laughs>
3: but,
0: yeah. Um, so let's rate it, uh, yeah,
1: spectres out of 10. Why not? <laughs> Orion,
0: what are you
2: give it?
1: Um... From the perspective of a Spectre fan, um, approaching this as a Spectre story, I would probably give it a maybe a four out of ten. Oh, um, wow! It's it's a it's a decent story, um, for sure. Uh, it's definitely a decent Superman story mm-hmm. uh, of introspection, um, but the Spectre does little more than guides Superman towards his realization. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, I'm not looking for Superman and the Spectre to fight, but um, I don't know, just him talking to Superman and taking him on a um, on a wild trip.
0: It wasn't even a team up, either. No, no not really. Not no. even a team um,
1: up. No. So, so it, was, it was fine. And you said the Spectre's like this is out of character for him. Did you say the the, the fact that he's um, he's the guy in this one that, that he's the wiser one. Um, is a little out of character given his history of um, you know Jim Corgan uh, trying to find his place or yeah uh, as a, a man out of time and uh, as one of the undead.
0: Maybe this is just Len Wayne wanted to give the Specter a bit of exposure.
1: Yeah, it's it, it felt like it's just a bit of. Um, you know, reminding uh, people that there is this guy, the Spectre, who was co-created by one of Superman's creators. So give him a look. A look. Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So who's going next, Ray? You or me? Uh I think I went first last time. I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'll right. go yeah. next. All right. So approaching this as a Superman fan who is interested in the Spectre. Um, I mean, I would say I'm a Spectre fan. Just haven't read heaps but i've read a bit um yeah i i really like this story as i said it's my favorite type of super- and you know even though the the message of this is like really simple like i still found it very mm-hmm. enjoyable. like the artwork is phenomenal um the imagery is great i really really uh, enjoyed the specter in this mm-hmm because I guess I, I I sort of dropped into this, like I I don't have like a lot of knowledge about the Spectre mm-hmm. at this point in time, so to me I just dropped in and he's a dude. Uh so yeah, I would give it I mean that I I'd give it seven point five out of ten. Uh yeah. that artwork is just super amazing. And I liked everyone. I loved the Spectre, I loved Superman, I loved Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> Yes, her
3: too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would give it an eight if it wasn't for some of Superman's dialogue and his goofy chin. Oh uh-huh. yeah, I know what you mean. There was there was a bit of chinness there, wasn't there? Like it would be an eight if it wasn't for those things. But it's seven point five. I really enjoy this comic. I'd like to own these three issues physically. Yeah, that's a yeah,
2: it's a good testament. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd give it, um, I'd give it seven Spectres out of, out of 10. I think it's, so uh, that's, uh, Orion, so that for, for me, obviously it's enjoyment level. Um, just how, how not knowing much about Spectre at all. And, and I am learning about Superman. Like I'm not an aficionado like conor L. I am. You're getting a, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You drew that chart. <laughs> I drew the, oh, oh yeah, Ryan. if you need to... Get reacquainted with the pre-crisis, and I've got got a chart that I've posted up.
3: Cool.
2: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) highly detailed. So, um, any questions, just ask me. But anyway, seven out of ten, I would give it. Um I, I enjoyed it. I'm just being a bit cautious because um I am intrigued by the Spectre. Um I would like similar to you, Oran, I would like to see more of what he can do. Uh, and in this issue, you know, he was used, I thought, absolutely well. Um no problems story. at all. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. But um yeah, just I would like to I'd like to know more about the Spectre. Um, yeah, I
1: think that's I think that's a good thing that that this issue does. That if you've never read a Specter story or you don't even know anything about the Specter, and you pick this book up, mm. it's a good introduction to what the Specter can do. Yeah, but it's not a good introduction to who the Specter really is and mm. uh, his whole story.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, as we've covered as well, there's no sign of Corrigan or anything like that here. Uh, there's a lot more to explore. Uh, but, yeah, Seven, the art was great. The art was good. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed the display of powers of both the Spectre and Superman, like Superman traversing, you know, breaking through Everything. infinity. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just phenomenal to think about, Um and yeah, so I love that sort of stuff. If if you go big, go big. You know what I mean. So oh yeah, it went huge. It. Yeah, um,
0: so, it yeah. went huge for Superman anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, that that Spectre Red was like even bigger. But <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm I'm keen. I'm keen to see one. Um, Actually, that's
0: the... a an... yeah. sorry. You go on.
2: Oh, again, so it's another silly question to Orion. Orion has has the Spectre ever fought the Space Golem?
0: Oh, the galactic golem? golem. The galactic golem. Sorry, I think Spectre uh, would turn him um, into pace. Honestly,
1: <laughs> I don't recall. I I don't recall that character at all. So probably not.
0: It. Sure. The galactic golem is this really awesome but obscure. Uh, he's a golem but made of galactic stuff. Yeah, he has like mm. planets inside of him. But yeah.
1: yeah, um, it's
0: an interesting point that you brought up. Um, like it's a good to get you interested in the spectre, but, like, it's not good, not a good representation of his character because, I guess, despite my reading of the spectre, like, my, the spectre in my head is that kind of guide that appeared to Superman later on, and it's also the Kingdom Come spectre as well because Kingdom yeah. Come is one of, my, one of my most, like, well-read stories. Like, I've read it a lot, so... Yeah. This spectre felt a lot like that, so I guess I was really comfortable from the get-go.
1: Yeah, if you like the if if you read the Kingdom Come, Spectre, you might like this story, okay. or you yeah. know, vice versa.
0: Yeah. Oh, great! Bodes well for me then. For Kingdom I Kingdom do Come. like when Spectre turns people into skeletons too. Don't
2: I want to see him. <laughs> I want to awesome. see him. Is is that when he melts them? I want to see him melt people.
1: Oh, so there, there was. There's a few notable ones where he, one he turns people into candles and they melt. Oh, and there's another so one where uh, I think he turns into giant pair of scissors and cuts people in half. Oh, that
0: was great. Yeah, he's
1: like he's like Bloody
0: Freddy Krueger. What's going on? That's crazy. <laughs> He turned a dude into a cactus as well. Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> it's madness. Um, there's like. I can send you that link, Ray. It's like um, four issues. It's mm-hmm. that run I read, like um, oh yeah, 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 do. It's, yeah. it's a controversial one. and it's just it's just great because it's atmospheric. He's just turning doing horrible things to people for like yeah. Uh, is, is the art good? pages. Yeah. Oh, the art's great. It's fantastic. Okay.
2: Cool. Yeah, yeah. Send it over. Love it. Oh, yeah, I, it's, no, it's I'm, the one
0: Ryan's talking about with the giant scissors and everything as well yeah Um, i mean you you might be happy to know all right
2: like with this um you know our discussion and and watching the short and reading this uh, i might try and start a a specter collection myself um yeah just he he intrigues me so um, yeah
1: definitely it's it's real he's a he's a fun character yeah you know, criminally underused. Mm. But um, I can definitely send you my spreadsheet of all the books that are available, both digitally... Uh, well, yeah, I, I have it now separated, whereas uh, there's two columns, one for Comicsology and one for the DC Universe app, so you can tell which comics are...
2: Uh, oh, fantastic.
1: ...which pa- platforms. Yeah, cool. They're great. Send it in the uh, group chat. Because
0: yeah. um, I'm interested, too. Oh, there's one more thing. Yes. Guess where the spectre met superman recently just guess ray in a burning building no just guess <laughs> you know it in your heart where they met and why i'm annoyed oh god um injustice oh, we... oh i think you, you mentioned that as well before did i, uh, I oh, yeah okay. yeah okay. Well, apparently the spectre rocked up i was looking at the comic and the spectre's like man i approve that you're running this brutal dictatorship oh what and then he joined Superman I'm like (laughs) alright whatever Um, Injustice sucks anyway crap it's garbage I'm sorry James and Tyler I know you guys like it I gotta stop railing on Injustice it's not fair (laughs) Uh, Ryan are you an Injustice fan or
1: no I I have some interest in in the video games (laughs) and I've (laughs) I've heard things about the comics but I just I haven't had the time or the money to invest on that
2: yeah sure yeah.
0: Alright, well Do we have some feedback? Uh, oh yes, we do We have feedback from James Young Who sent us uh, Sent us the secret years, I believe Oh yes Yeah, he's uh... Which was great He's a nice chap Let's see, okay So he is yeah, he sent feedback about the Spectre short
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, And he says The best part about this short Aside from the fact that it's about the Spectre Is the style of it That awesome, faded, kind of grainy, scratchy Grindhouse vibe With a splash of 70s feel With such a nice touch And the manner in which Spectre re- wrecks these goons Harkens back to that classic apparel era Wow I don't think this gem could be any more perfect This remains my favourite of the DC shorts A total masterpiece Nice yeah, it, aesthetically, it was really,
2: really nice. It was really well put together. So as we
0: said, I, yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong. Sure, mm. I think it was great. Yeah, it, I had no problems with it whatsoever. Yeah, the pacing was good. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Every, everything was great. It was yeah. awesome. I wish I owned it on DVD, but I'm Australian, so screw you. I know. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you can always watch it for free on Daily Motion. Yeah, yes, and
0: I did. Thanks for the
2: yeah, no, thanks for yeah. that as well. That that's how I watched it as well, and 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 I said perfect um,
0: resolution. It was good. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So yeah, I'll just yeah. check. I, yeah, I think that's it. Cool, thank you, James. That was uh, uh, yeah. Thanks very much for uh, coming on the podcast. For this uh, tell us where everyone can find you and plug whatever you wish.
1: Um. Yeah. So. Uh, of course, my name is Orion. Uh, I'm on Twitter and pretty much everywhere as Orion Starboy. Uh, I am the showrunner and host of We Are Venomaniacs, which is the Venom Sites official podcast for everything Symbiote. A very, um, a
2: very good podcast. I might, I just might add as well, Orion. Sorry, and thank you so much. Uh, and recently, you've just dropped the Absolute Carnage episode.
1: Yes. So um, we. Our our podcast typically doesn't have uh, a release schedule. We just do the uh, we just record the episodes whenever um, it suits us. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, um, we just began a weekly series that will run from uh, now until uh, near the beginning of November. Uh, that will cover everything. Absolute Carnage because Absolute Carnage is this huge event with a bunch of books and tie-ins yeah so it's it's it, and the first issue of absolute carnage dropped last week and it was phenomenal it is
2: it, absolutely brilliant i think it was a pick of the week for me actually
1: yeah. yeah it definitely is deserving of the praise you might have seen about it um mm. being one of marvel's best uh event books
0: yeah so who's writing it Donny Cates, Donny Cates. Yeah. Oh, and, I uh, thought it was Cullen Bunn, and I'm like, why well, do we need someone?
1: Well, Cullen Bunn will be uh, <laughs> will be writing a few of the tie-ins. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, please, he's not the isn't.
0: Iron Fist one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
1: I know that next week, um, uh, Absolute Carnage Scream number one comes out, and I think he's writing that one.
2: Ah, okay, okay. He's pretty but, decent. Um, symbiote writer, I'm say.
1: Yes, I would say. Maybe overall, he's a decent symbiote writer. He um, he created uh, Mania, Andy Benton, who was Agent Venom's symbiotic sidekick, mm-hmm. and she's definitely a fan favorite. Okay. Um, uh, with when it comes to writing Eddie Brock, though, it's kind of hit or miss. Ah, okay. Like a, at first, it was fun because it harkened back to his old The Protector of the days. Yep. Um, but his Poison trilogy with uh, venomize venom verse and all that, yes, it kinda wasn't that great, yeah, but he uh definitely redeems himself uh with the with the web of, uh web of venom uh funeral pile, one shot that came out just a couple of weeks ago, Oh, okay, yeah, which featured that. uh carnage um coming after Andy Benton, who was the former host of the mania symbiote Ah. Cool. So that was fun. Cool, cool.
2: Sorry, I I derailed
1: your. Oh no, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're running a weekly um podcast series. To cover that. Uh, just this last week, um, our first episode we had a, uh, a guest host with us. Um, from our, uh, we are Venomaniacs Discord server. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, this next week's episode, uh, we'll have another um guest host and then uh we also have um uh seek donnelly from the Venom blog lined uh, up as a guest uh cool. for our August twenty eighth episode in which we'll be reviewing uh Absolute Carnage number two yes. and all the other tie ins. Cool. So cool. uh we're I think uh we're we're trying to make these uh these particular episodes a little bit shorter Because we're reviewing so many uh, comics. Yeah. So it'll be rapid fire. But um, definitely check it out if you're a fan. And uh, if you'd like to listen to recording live, uh, you can check out uh, TheVenomSite.com in our podcast page. Uh, What you do is you just join our Discord. And we're recording every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time or 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we record on our Discord, and you can join in and listen in and uh, communicate with everyone. So it's really fun. Cool, it's a great idea.
0: Awesome. Um, and I'll put I'll put that's uh yeah, sorry. Uh, make sure you send me some links if there's any other links you want. And I'll put them all in the show notes so people can see.
1: Yeah, no problem. I'll okay. I'll definitely link my um my chronology project. Great. Like yeah. I say, I like I like to do these chronology projects for all of my major fan characters. Like my Venom one is the biggest one I've done <laughs> and it's, it's definitely really detailed. Like I just recently created a new spreadsheet that orders all of the individual comics into a canonical timeline. Oh, wow. You know, that cool. was, that was <laughs> an effort in itself. Yeah. <laughs> when it came to Matt Gargan's era of Venom, that was the nightmare. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I have one for the Spectre, I have one for Venom, one for Moon Knight, one Ooh. for Batman Beyond, and one for the Shadow. Oh, the Shadow, cool. Yeah, nice. so I'll I'll definitely link that, and then, um, recommendations as well for the Spectre. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you really want to get into the Spectre, I recommend, um... For for the past stuff, I would recommend the Ostrander run, which I uh-huh. I was wrong. It, there are two volumes that are collected. Okay. But it still doesn't collect the entire series because I think the entire series was 60 issues long. Uh-huh. So um, there's volume one, which is called Crimes and Judgment. Mm-hmm. And then volume two is Wrath of God. Excellent. So definitely check, uh, check those out. And you can also find the comics online out at Comixology. And at, I think DC... Let me see. I think also in DC Universe. Uh, yeah, on DC Universe as well. Okay. Oh, cool. And then uh, for the more recent stuff, I highly recommend Gotham by Midnight. Oh, okay. Which is where um, Jim Corrigan uh, is uh, a detective, a part of a... Um, a part of a special task force uh, that investigates paranormal crimes that Batman can't take on. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. It is. It's it's great stuff and really good art. So nice. I highly recommend it. Well, I'm definitely gonna
2: um, hit up the Ostrander um, yeah. collection uh, and have a look at the ones that Connor's obviously sending. Uh, but yeah, the Gotham by Midnight sounds sounds interesting. I might I might poke my head into that one as well
0: yeah no awesome cool um yeah gotham by midnight so how much is batman in it
1: uh he <laughs> makes a appearance every once in a while but um really it's kind of like him telling jim gordon we need a team that can handle the supernatural stuff i can't okay. handle
2: okay so he's only very fleetingly yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: Ray hates Batman. No, so. I don't hate Batman. I think he's, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's good. Why do I'm you fine. always bring him up and start trash? <laughs> I don't,
2: try, I don't <laughs> trash him at all. No, he's, uh, you know, he does what he does. Uh, he's a, uh, yeah, he's very popular, isn't he? So yeah, but Terry's better. Remember? Ter- yep, what?
1: Terry's better. Terry's
0: well, better. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so is exactly. Dick, uh, Jason, Mark Spector. Tim. Actually, no, Tim's not better,
1: sorry. I expect you the better Batman.
0: <laughs> Isn't that a real thing with you loonies you hate when Moon Knight's compared to Batman? Well, yes. yeah, it is. I, I spoke to Doug Mensch, and he was livid. I brought it up. I, I, didn't, I
2: didn't add it into the in- interview. Not livid at me, but like um, we finished the interview, and I was saying, oh, Doug, uh, yeah. Um, and I, I said it in passing, and he goes, I can't believe you know, there is nothing like Batman at all. <laughs> and he started going on about, like, uh, yeah, how it's, it's, there's
0: so many differences. So, yep, from the man himself, but, uh, yeah. I, I don't get where it comes from. When, when I knew nothing about me. Yes. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, a simple uh, go-to comparison for people. Like, Superman is boring or... Robin is lame. Yeah. They're the two big ones that annoy me. <laughs> um, yes. yeah. and there's much more to it than that. Definitely, and I actually thought we were post episode, but we're not. No, so we're still here. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I was in <laughs> post episode mode. I was just talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so uh, before I say anything stupid and irritating. Uh, until next time. Oh, wait, are you done? Yeah, sorry, Orion. Did you have anything else you wanted? Oh no, no, that was it. that
2: was. It. <laughs> so Don't I speak am, to your guests like that. I am, I, am so,
0: <laughs> I am so like zombified right now. It's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, we're we're like on opposite ends of time. It's early morning for me and late yeah. evening for you. So <laughs> Orion's
2: uh,
0: adrenaline's kicking in now. He's, he's about to start the day. It's all good. But uh, anyway, guys, until next time, yes. don't be naughty or the will come get you. And don't be arrogant or the specs will also come and get you. Yes. If you like to chill out. So,
2: yeah. Yes. And don't fly around unconscious. It's not good for your
0: health. No. No. <laughs> I'll let you lead this sign off, Ray.
2: All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Orion, once again. And uh, we'll catch all our listeners next time. Thank you all.
0: Thank you for having me on. Thanks guys.
1: Wee! Yay!
0: Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast@gmail.com at and find us on our Libsyn lskpodcast.libson.com our twitter at lskpodcast our facebook page last sons of krypton a superman podcast and last but not least thank you everyone for listening